Do you like games? Cool. Do you like fantasy football? Well, you're here. Do you like games about fantasy football? Sweet. I have the perfect podcast for you. Dynasty Game Night, hosted by yours truly, Russ Fisher, Matt Price, John Bosch, and Rocky Petrella. We play games about fantasy football. You might learn a little something, but really, we're just here to have fun. So if you like playing a game about a game about a game, then check out Dynasty Game Night, a proud member of the DLF family of podcasts. Welcome to the DLF Dynasty Podcast with your hosts, Dan Myler, Ryan McDowell, and Matt Price. Yes, we are the DLF Dynasty Podcast. I am Dan Myler. That's Matt Price. And over there is Ryan McDowell. It's episode 527 of the DLF Dynasty po- Podcast. And it's brought to you by the best and easiest place to play fantasy football all year long. That's underdogfantasy.com. Guys, we are we are into uh, training camps. And we're going to have an actual football game with semi-professional football players in a few days with the Hall of Fame game, Ryan. Are you as excited for that ball game as I am? Uh, yeah, f- focus on the semi there of, of semi-pro. We've already gotten word that uh, that we won't see Trevor Lawrence on that in that game, which is no surprise. But yes, I'm still excited. It's a real NFL football game, as you said, with real NFL players. And uh, for, for some of these guys, our first real look at some of the rookies, some of the players who have changed teams. Yes, I'm ready for it. Yeah, we've already heard that ETN and uh, and company in Jacksonville aren't going to play, of course. You know, I was thinking back to last year's uh, Hall of Fame game and how the Steelers actually played Najee Harris for a few snaps, mm. and we kind of were right. excited about that. Deontay Johnson even got on the field a little bit. Claypool played into, like, the third quarter. I guess that was a sign of things to come for his season in Pittsburgh there. Matt, how about you? How you doing, bud? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited too. It, it, no matter how bad it is, it'll probably still be better than a USFL game, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <Very true. laughs> USFL, Canadian football is going strong right now. So if you need to feed the itch, we, we've been able to do that. But the real thing is right around the corner. Guys, a lot of stuff to get to in this episode. We got some training camp news to get to, of course. We, we kind of like that cash stash or future trash thing we did with the running backs last week. So we're going to uh, transition that into a conversation about some wide receivers this week. And then we're going to talk about some of the some of the injuries that happened in training camp a year ago with the news that Tim Patrick got hurt in training camp. That's such a bummer for Broncos fans and Tim Patrick managers in Dynasty as well. So plenty to get to for sure. Let's uh, let's kick things off right away with this. The startup. I don't I don't think guys that we can get away from this Deshaun Watson story, right? If we if we're gonna talk about anything is the major news in Dynasty uh this in the, over the past week, it's gotta be the Watson news that came out Monday morning. Uh we're recording Tuesday evening. So no word yet on if the NFL is going to appeal the suspension. I know, Ryan, there's a lot of 
lot of people out there that are suggesting the NFL will try to try to levy a, a bigger punishment than than what was given on Monday morning. The six game suspension for the Browns starting quarterback. Um, any anything you can add to that? I know you're locked in on Twitter and everything. So anything you 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 know that maybe I don't. Just just some early reports that it, it sounds like the NFL will uh, take that option to um, to appeal the decision from uh, I believe it was Judge Robinson, um, and and the 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 real decision maker here is the commissioner. It's, it's Roger Goodell. If they do appeal, it will be in his hands to make the decision. Um, and you know the the way it kind of came out that. We heard Sunday night that that news would uh, would likely come on Monday morning by 9 a.m. Eastern. It actually came earlier than that. And then we had we, we've essentially had 48 hours of frustration and, and disappointment at the decision that that so many people, uh, both in the football uh, community and world and, and certainly outside of outside of the NFL, uh, thought that suspension should have been much longer. So it was almost like the past couple of days have been a litmus test and, and Roger Goodell is sitting back and kind of gauging the PR hit. And uh, for the most part, it hasn't been good. I just wonder how much he takes that into account with this, uh, with this ultimate decision uh, that, that sounds like it might be longer than six games for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and that, that's what we as dynasty managers need to respond to, right? Because um, the expectation I feel, fellas, was that that the dynasty community and maybe football fans as a whole thought that that, that suspension would be longer than six games. I, I think most of us thought eight games was the minimum. An entire season was certainly uh, on the table and could happen, I guess those things aren't off the table at this point, Matt. What is your gut telling you when it comes to Watson and if this six-game uh, suspension will hold up? Well, if it depends on this appeal that we don't have much information about right now. I mean, it, people are real upset about it, and I totally understand that. I mean, you compare it to, like, if you want to just look at, like, how terrible his – his crimes or not crimes or whatever you want to call them were compared to guys like Calvin Ridley who bet on one game, like to us from our eyes, it looks like this is way worse. And obviously it is from a real, real world standpoint. Right. But from an NFL standpoint, I mean, you could under, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. If everyone can understand. I can understand why they would go this way and make this a, a less suspension than somebody like Ridley, because a, a gambling thing does like, you know, it, if, if, if that was to become a real thing, then that, challenges the integrity of the very game they're playing and, and you can say, i think you can say that for what watson does too it makes them look bad for the way they're handling it all that kind of stuff but it doesn't directly impact the game so mm. it's going to all come down to that and that six game suspension you know it's it's in line with other things that have come up like this you know with, with i think believe tyreek hill got six games or eight games and there was never any any real uh video or hard evidence or conviction along those lines so he got a, got probably less than we wanted mix in a similar case you know years and years ago um so from that standpoint it's understandable from the nfl's viewpoint i think that six games seems like a reasonable thing but to the outside eye we know that what deton watson did did was with conviction or not was way worse than something that somebody like calvin ridley did but that doesn't matter to the nfl what matters is their the direct impact on the game 
You just brought up some good points there for sure, Matt. It, the NFL is always going to protect the shield, right? Yeah. They're going to protect what what's going on on the field. And although they like to put put on this uh, this mask that they they care about everything beyond football, the the truth lies with the with the greenbacks, right? And the money that they can make, and they're going to protect that for sure. So when it comes to the on field stuff, Watson is getting a suspension it's fair to say right now it is at least six games. There's no way it's less than that. It could be more, but we'll react to that when that news breaks. So Jacoby Brissett, Ryan, he's, he's going to line up under center as we, as we probably thought he would when they signed him. Uh, It's been announced by Cleveland that he's going to be the starter while, while uh, Watson is suspended. That, that just quickly goes to what do we expect from Amari Cooper, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Njoku, and, and the list kind of goes on and on, right? There's there's David Bell and, and even the running game, those, those backs there. Um, early in the season, expectations are going to be pretty low for these guys. Yeah, they, they certainly will. will. I know this is – I mean, this is a team that wants to run the ball heavily anyway – uh, and you look at those, those six games that Watson is going to miss, at least six games, uh, games against Jacksonville, Chicago, Carolina, and the Jets. Uh, those are four of their six games. So uh, even without Deshaun Watson, uh, I mean, this, this could be a team that's four and two when they welcome, uh, when they welcome Watson back, potentially at least, uh, you know, pending this, this appeal and possibly a further suspension. Um, I, I don't necessarily expect uh, big games, certainly in those games, in those first six weeks from uh, from Amari, but I, I think it could be, we could see a lot of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt over those six games for sure. I, I got some numbers for the last time Brissett was a full-time starter, which was 2019 for the Colts. Obviously a different Not team, good. different different situation. Yeah, he finished uh, at 15 games. He finished as the quarterback 24, 14.8, five points per game. His top fantasy wide receiver was T.Y. Hilton, who finished as the wide receiver 57 at 12.5 points per game. Zach Pascal. Uh, eight and a half points per game. Jack Doyle, uh, tight end 15. Uh, Naheem Hines uh, did pretty well with, with Jacoby Brissett. 44 receptions on 58 targets. It was uh, second on the team. Uh, so that points me to Kareem Hunt a little bit. And then the, in the last 16 full games that Hunt and Chubb has play, have played together, Hunt out-targeted Chubb 60 to 24. So we might want to look at Kareem Hunt those first few weeks. And as Ryan said, their opening schedule is not bad. In fact, they start out with the Panthers, Jets, Steelers, and Falcons so really just leaning on that run game they could they could be four and oh out of the gate I could see that happening yeah and I just just want to correct myself on that I was uh, I think I was actually looking at their preseason schedule so Jags Bears those games are preseason as Matt said Carolina Jets Steelers Falcons uh before they get the Chargers and, and Patriots uh that's that would be the Watson suspension game so still potentially three and three four and two over that yeah. stretch Amari Cooper currently the wide receiver 29 in Dynasty ADP over there at DLF. 28-year-old receiver, guys. And, I, you know, I found myself thinking about this Cleveland situation since the announcement. And the more I've thought about it, the more it really feels to me that that Cooper, once Watson is back in the on the field, might be in the best position in his career to really excel. I know that Dallas offense was great, but he's he's the clear number one there. And and 
if you're going to compare Deshaun Watson to Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson is is way more accurate. He he's just a better quarterback in general, strictly on the field. I think there's a chance that we're we're valuing Amari Cooper just a little bit too low. I was looking at the names above him uh, in ADP, and, and you see guys like Rashad Bateman, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Garrett Wilson. Those guys are eight to 10 spots above him. After that, it's Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Traylon Burks, Darnell Mooney's even ahead of Amari Cooper in ADP. There's a handful of those guys that you could easily see Cooper jumping, leapfrogging uh, once Deshaun Watson gets back on the field. Ryan, last thought on Cooper. Do you think that there's going to be a buying window in the middle of that Jacoby Brissett run, whether that be week three or four or six or eight or 10, if, if it gets extended, that suspension, is there going to be an opportunity for dynasty managers if, if they, like me, believe Cooper can excel with with Watson? Is, th- is there going to be a chance for us to grab him on at an even cheaper rate? I think we're seeing that right now. If you look back at our February ADP, of course, that's uh, pre-trade uh, from Dallas to Cleveland, pre-free agency, and and uh, and obviously before the Deshaun Watson, any of the uh, Deshaun Watson news came out. Uh, Amari Cooper was the wide receiver 25, and, and now he's wide receiver 29. So uh, with a move from uh, from Dak Prescott to um, to Deshaun Watson, a move obviously from the Cowboys and that offense to the Cleveland Browns, Amari Cooper has lost value. So I think he's been a pretty solid trade target all offseason, and, and I expect that to continue now that we know Jacoby Brissett will start games. There – this is a conversation that can go on and on. There's a lot of ramifications of what could happen, might happen, will happen. And, you know, really until we know how this appeal process goes, we can't react fully. We'll get to that as that news kind of, kind of trickles out of Cleveland and the NFL offices. There were a few other reports, those training camp drum beats, uh, if you will, that, that we should probably touch on real quickly, guys. We got a few minutes. Let's get through them. I want to start with you, uh, Matt, because Colts.com had a report. Paris Campbell and Matt Ryan, they've shown a strong connection during the early days of Colts training camp. Of course, Paris Campbell, wide receiver 80 right now, 179 overall, but hasn't been able to stay on the field early in his career. A second-round pick to the Colts just a couple of seasons ago, and a guy with, with great upside, at least I thought as much, uh, coming out of Ohio State. I'm a big Paris Campbell fan, but it's make or break time for him. He's got to stay on the field. This is good news that he and Matt Ryan are connecting early in camp, though. Yeah, we've we've seen Matt Ryan, you know, be very, very accurate and very uh, willing to throw to players in the slot. If we think all the way back that players like Roddy White, who played a lot of a lot of slot percentage and there. And we have Paris Campbell, who has flashed every time he's been healthy, but it's Again, it's just it's just the health with him. So I'm buying into this one. There's a lot of this noise that we have to sort through, but there's been enough positive reports from Paris Campbell over the last several weeks, dating back to you know uh, voluntary vo- voluntary volu- volunteer camps, not mandatory mini camps. Um, uh, so I'm I'm willing to buy in on this one. Wide receiver 80. I, I mean, it's basically free. Can you get Paris Campbell for your late third round pick if you're a contender in 2023? I mean, that's probably something I'm I'm willing to do. That might be rich for some, but uh, I'm in on that. 
Yeah, I'm in on it as well. Ryan, a report that I want to bring bring to you. Uh, Peter King reported Wandale Robinson, your guy, right, from, from your neck of the woods, a Kentucky Wildcat. He's been, quote, the star, unquote, of Giants of the Giants offense throughout training camp. Wide receiver 72, 162 overall. He was a third-round pick in a lot of rookie drafts that have happened already. Still lingering right around there uh, in rookie drafts that are uh, going to be happening in August. This is good news for Wandale Robinson if you're if you're buying in at that low ADP. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as, a, as a Kentucky fan, I love to see the news. Uh, Robinson was a a fun player to cheer for. And I, I expect that to continue. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's an electric playmaker. He's one of those types of guys that uh, get you excited if he is on your fantasy team or your real NFL team. I mean, I, I've got to say that's that report came as a bit of a surprise because you think of the giants and even though they've, they've struggled in recent years, they've, they've spent some assets both in free agency and in the draft on the the wide receiver position at the same time you look at that depth chart and it's got Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony and and Sterling Shepard's not healthy um Darius Slayton looks looks like he was probably a one-hit wonder so even though they have quite a few names there it wouldn't be surprising if any day two rookie Wondell Robinson or anybody else who was kind of in that position was able to climb to the top of that depth chart um we we just need to see some real consistent production from somebody in in that uh in that Giants wide receiver room and uh you know it's it's as as likely to be could um I'm sorry it's as likely likely to be Wondell Robinson as anybody else uh I, I, you disagree with that Dan I know Tony's your guy but uh he you know he's not proven either so I love the value I love the player. Yeah, I, I like Wandale just fine. I, I feel like Kadarius Tony is a different kind of animal when it comes to making plays after the catch. So I, I really do believe that he will get that first chance when the when the real lights are on in the regular yeah. season. Of course, he's yeah. wide receiver 43 and, uh, you know, 84 overall in our ADP. So a little higher price tag when it comes to Kadarius Tony. He, of course, a first round pick. A year ago, and now, now the second round pick, Wandale. I don't believe those two overlap all that much. They're they're different types of players, in my opinion. Uh, although they're they're both shifty guys, I think I think Tony does it with more explosion, and uh, and maybe Wandale does it with a little more creativity. Um, so that they, that creates different opportunities for that Giants coaching staff to create. Uh, plays for them to to make plays on the field for, Tony, for New York. So Tony does it with one good game in the NFL and like no production in college. And Wandale does it with a ton of production in college and against and, the SEC and probably going to do it in the NFL too. Okay. We'll see how it plays out. I'm, I'm looking <laughs> forward to seeing who, who makes plays in that Giants offense. Matt, oh, another really report about a rookie wide receiver. It is the season for that. Rob Domofsky, who covers the Packers for ESPN, says rookie wide receiver Romeo Dubs looks, quote, NFL ready. Of course, Christian Watson had that minor knee surgery in June, and he's he's on the pup list at least for the first uh, week or so of, of training camp. Dubs, wide receiver 95, 218 overall, third round, maybe a fourth round pick even in some rookie drafts. Uh, this is good news from Romeo Dubs. The Packers need a wide receiver to step up. Maybe it's the rookie out of Nevada. 
Yeah, I mean, for le- less than half of the cost, you can get a player who's going to be in camp and, and, you know, getting used to the offense, whereas Watson, I feel like, needs a ton of that. So it's not good news for Watson. I, I have I have two places where I drafted Watson at like 108, 109, and I don't feel good about either of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have Pickens on this list, but Pickens has been tearing up camp, and I certainly wish I would have taken him instead of Watson at this point. But, I mean, I, I don't think either of these guys are necessarily going to be consistent fantasy producers for us, but I wouldn't be surprised at the end of the year if Dubs has better overall numbers than Watson. It really does feel like the time of year where we're getting a lot of news about these rookie wide receivers, especially Arrow pointing down on Christian Watson, as Matt said there, Dubs, Sky Moore is making catches in training camp that is grabbing the eye of dynasty managers everywhere. Matt mentioned Pickens as well, who has looked good in training camp, according to everybody there in Pittsburgh. Last note that we wanted to get to here, John Shipley of Jaguars Report. Uh, He believes... Travis Etienne, Ryan, has been the star of Dragwire's training camp so far. We're going to have a chance to talk about Etienne here in a minute as well, but this is this is, this is good news, right? Etienne moving up ADP, and now those that are watching practice seem to see him as a, as a riser with dynasty value and, and just general uh, running back value for the Jags. Yeah, I would just say this is uh, this is encouraging news at this point. Coming off that foot injury, uh, that he's on the field and looking good. Um, we, we've already seen the value, uh, the value spike from Travis Etienne. So at this point, we just need reports like this, and it it's kind of one of those situations of not counting it twice. We were already assuming he was the lead guy. We were already assuming he would be healthy enough to uh, to practice and and play by week one. Uh, so reports like this shouldn't change that ADP too much, uh, but probably will. That's what happens in the preseason. Cash, stash, or future trash. Yeah, as I said in the intro, uh, cash, stash, or future trash last week with the running backs. This week, we're talking about scary wide receiver threes, wide receiver fours, that range uh, from wide receiver 35 all the way down to about wide receiver 47, where we're going to try to decide, are, are these players cash? Potential or positional ADP will will go up six-plus spots by July of 2023. Are they a stash where the positional ADP will be about the same in a year from now? Or are these guys trash? Are they going to lose so much that they drop six or more spots in positional ADP? by July of next year. Let's jump right into it, guys. Uh, wide receiver 35 in July ADP. It's Devontae Smith, Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver, just 23 years old. Uh, a year ago, Matt, he was wide receiver 25. So he's he's already lost 10 spots. A.J. Brown, of course, comes over from Philadelphia. What are your thoughts on Devontae? This one is weird uh, because he had a I would say a pretty good rookie season, 964 yards, over 100 targets, five touchdowns. Usually those guys go up for Dynasty, but they, like you said, they signed A.J. Brown, so he's fallen 10 spots from this time last year. I, this one is hard because you think A.J. Brown is going to get everything, but I think there's certainly a, a, 
line of thinking out there that A.J. Brown is now going to take a lot of the attention. And so Devontae Smith can be running wild downfield, you know, against lesser coverage. So I'm going to say this one is cash. And I don't know if we said to begin with, but cash is uh, in this case is going up six or more spots. Trash is down or six or more spots and stash is kind of right in the middle. So I'm going to say I'm going to say cash on this one. He's going up. Wow, that that surprises me. I, I went the complete opposite way. I'm going trash with Devontae Smith. I mean, you, you mentioned the AJ Brown uh, move to bring him in. Of course, that's that's part of the reason for this ADP drop already. But again, coming off that uh, pretty pretty solid rookie season, to see Devontae Smith fall uh, fall ten spots from where he was this time a year ago. We, we don't think this is going to be a pass-heavy offense. They're going to lean on the run. Uh, there's still remaining questions about Jalen Hurts as a passer, and I, I think we certainly see uh, A.J. Brown as the top target there, plus Dallas Goddard to compete with targets, uh, four targets as well. I, I just don't see Devontae Smith gaining value. In fact, I see him losing more value, so I put him in that trash category. I actually, I did too. I'm, I made him a trash wow. player, uh, wide receiver, 31 years year ago, and that doesn't sound all that bad for a rookie wideout. He had two wide receiver one games in week nine and ten. He finishes the wide receiver two, and then the wide receiver eight last year. Uh, four more that were wide receiver two. So that that seems all right, but he had nine games, guys, where he was the wide receiver fifty or worse. And some of those games, he completely disappeared. From not only not only the Eagles game plan, but but the field in general, his, his snap percentages went down from time to time. Where when the Eagles were running the game, running the ball, particularly in those games late in the season, I just I, I'm I, I see that Deshaun Jackson type role for him. Where yeah, he'll he'll be the wide receiver too overall oh, one come week on. because he has he hits the big plays. I don't know if we'll ever see a real consistent player where he's always getting eight, nine, 10 targets every single week. And that scares me off of him. I, I traded him in two leagues this off season and I'm glad I did in both. I, I Wait think a minute. this comes, Go you ahead. traded into me in one of those leagues, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's true. I did. And uh, I think I got Christian Watson in, in that one. So I guess they're both moving down a little bit. <laughs> I, I feel like this cut really comes down to how you feel the offense is going to progress. I think you guys are hundred percent right. If you think it's going to be more of the same from last season, but I just don't, I just don't see that happening. It feels to me like they are investing the time to develop Jalen hurts into a better pass where they got him the weapons. He has, he has, he has the best weapons that Philadelphia has had in forever. And I just, I can't see Devonte Smith becoming Deshaun Jackson. Like you said, Dan, that, that seems too far. Yeah, maybe well, it is. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. I think before we go any further, and I talked about this last week, the way I'm viewing this this entire discussion exercise is that we're going to have at least six or seven 2023 rookie wide receivers come in and push all of these guys down. So I almost, looking at this entire group of players, I almost started from a a, a position of they're in that trash category. They're going to lose six spots. And... And then, you know, it's got to be something special to put them in the in the uh, stash or cash category. This year, even currently, we've got eight rookies, rookie wide receivers in the top 48. Last year, we had seven at this time. 2020, we had 10 rookie wide receivers out of the top 48. So I think we're looking at a minimum of seven 
or eight next year as well, pushing almost all of these guys down. The wide receiver 36 in ADP is Allen Robinson of the Rams. He's almost 29 years old. Wide receiver 14 a year ago. That's a drop of 22 spots. And, of course, that was earned, right, guys? 12 games last year with the Bears. His best finish was wide receiver 33 on the week. And that was the only wide receiver three game that he had. (laughs) His next best finish was wide receiver 51. Just an awful year for Allen Robinson. I love the landing spot in L.A. This is one of those things where he could finish the season, guys, as the the wide receiver 18, and it would not surprise anybody, right? He could also finish the season as the wide receiver 33, and his dynasty value plummets because of it. So I'd love to know where you land here, Ryan. Is Allen Robinson stash, t- trash, or cash? I've got Allen Robinson in the cash category. I think he simply has fallen too far uh, from his struggles last season. Uh, We, we know, we know just how bad that bears offense was. And I think that's a huge part of it already been uh, very positive reports coming out of uh, Rams training camp focused on Allen Robinson, that he's not the, he's not the wide receiver too. He's the one B and that's, that's what you love to hear if you've got him on your roster I wish I had him on more of my rosters, even at uh, age 29 this time next year. I think he can be a value gainer. We've seen some other wide receivers in that uh, 27, 28, 29 range. Even his new teammate, Cooper Cup, who's older than him. We've seen those guys gain value. I think A-Rob can do it as well. I'm going to say stash. I think he's going to be about the same. And I think he can have a very good year, especially in the touchdown department. But the age is the bit is the, is the first reason why I think he'll stay in this range. The second reason that I don't I mean, it's just a, a total guess. And I don't, and nobody I don't think is really talking about it, but, but Odell Beckham is still out there and the Rams have said they would take him back. So what if we see Odell Beckham come back the second half of the season and he played real well for the Rams last year? They like him a lot. I feel like that could eat into Robinson's production, especially in the touchdown department. So I think there's enough reason between the age and, and potential OBJ signing that I'm going to keep him stash. Correct me if I'm wrong. It feels to me like the OBJ news was before the Allen Robinson signing, right? We, we haven't heard that recently. I don't remember. Uh- I think there was there was um, a comment from Sean McVay recently, um, okay. basically basically supporting OBJ and and kind of hinting that if he's still out there in uh, it, you know October it, or something that he could be signed. It just sure. seems like the most likely landing spot for him. Why not? Well, go it makes sense. Van Jefferson successful. going under the knife, going to miss a little bit of time here, potentially yeah. into the season. So there is there is rumor along that wide receiver three Man, line. Cup A Rob, Cup A Rob, and OBJ. What a, that would be fun to watch. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Gabriel Davis is the thirty uh, seventh wide receiver off the board according to ADP. Twenty three year old for the Bills was. Uh, wide receiver 58 last year. So he's gained 21 spots based on a nice stretch late in the year, guys. Remember that that three-week stretch towards the end of the regular season? He caught four touchdowns over that stretch, caught a bunch of touchdowns in those playoff games as well for the Bills and really took over as their second option in the passing game, at least uh, among the wide receivers. This one's kind of tough for me. I, I, I had a hard time because this is a – this is a big rise for Gabriel Davis. And I can't say that I believe in him going all the way up this high already, 
With that said, that Bills offense is so high octane and they throw it so much that like Allen Robinson, who I, I don't think I mentioned, but I had him as a stash as well. I, I had a hard time getting him all the way up to into the twenties once again, although I think he's going to gain value. I have a hard time saying Gabriel Davis is trash because I love Josh Allen so much and love that, that offense in general so much. So it came down to him either gaining a lot of value and having a lot of multi-touchdown games again this year or, or staying right around this value. I finally decided to call him a stash. I think he's going to be in the thirties once again, a year from now. And and I really do think he's going to have a relatively nice season with high touchdown upside, Matt. This is this player is the player I am most worried that I am wrong about because like you I I just feel like we did this 2 years ago and I know they brought in Emmanuel Sanders at that point whatever he had a, Gabriel Davis had a nice playoff run a couple of years ago and we just got on the train he's the next thing and now we've done it again um but we've got Jameson Crowder now there and they uh they gave what's his name I, Isaiah McKenzie a pretty good deal he's gonna play some in the slot um but like you said this offense is so good he's a physical talent he's shown that he has the upside on a week-to-week basis um but this is this this rise is too much for me I feel like this price is 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 kind of baked in at 37 among wide receivers so I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge and go with with you Dan I'm gonna say he's a stash but I think, honestly, I feel like he's either going to rise or he's going to drop. Because if he disappoints again, are we going to – I mean, he'll only be 24. So maybe we'll give him another chance after after this season. But uh, I kind of feel like he's going to fall. But since I don't know, I'm just going to say stash. I had uh, Gabriel Davis in the stash category as well. So uh, we agree on that one across the board, which has been rare in this exercise. Um <laughs> I mean, as you guys said, we've already seen the big rise. He's jumped 21 spots over the past year. Um, and it, it really goes back to partially what Dan said, that I, I just trust the offense. I trust Josh Allen. And, and this is a team that we want pieces of. But also you you look at the trends. I mean, this is a player that dynasty managers like to cheer for and like to have on their roster. So even if he disappoints uh you know, compared to the sky high expectations, I think he could still maintain this ADP. Juju Smith-Schuster came in at wide receiver 38 in our July ADP. He's not even 26 years old yet. Of course, he signed with the Chiefs. Low money contract, but big opportunity there in Kansas City. He was wide receiver 26 a year ago, Ryan. So you're the guy who needs to go first on Juju. I I have a strong take here. Um, I'm sure you do as well. He, he lost 12 spots over the last year. Over the next year, what's he going to do? I think he's going to continue to lose value. It's it's kind of the opposite of uh, my point on Gabriel Davis. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster at, at this point is a player that most dynasty managers don't seem to want on his roster. I've said it on here before, even though he got a situation upgrade from Pittsburgh to Kansas City, we haven't seen that value jump. And if it hasn't increased due to that situation, uh, I'm not sure we're going to see much of an increase anyway. I hate to say it, but I said trash for Juju. Mm. Wow, Matt, I'm, I went the 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 polar opposite. I said cash. I'm I'm Whoa, buying in really? that Juju. I'm buying in that Juju is going to be the most productive wide receiver on the on the Chiefs this year. Well, uh, my point is, even if he is, I don't think he gains value at this point. 
I mean, I mean, I guess if he puts up like if he puts up like thirteen hundred yards and eight touchdowns, you don't think he gains value going into his year twenty six season? I don't. In that case, he would. I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that it takes that stat line to be the most productive wide receiver in Kansas City. I think, as as everybody thinks, it's going to be more balance between he and and Sky Moore and MVS and and obviously Kelsey has uh, has his share as well. I don't know if any of those guys, any of those wide receivers hit a thousand yards. Um, and if, you know, if he's 60 for 800 and four, then no, he's not gaining value. Even if that's the Matt, wide receiver one, Matt, what if he finishes as the wide receiver 16? Okay. Catches 97 passes for 830 yards and nine touchdowns. Does that help his value? I think so. It's, it's that better was than the last line in 2020 with Pittsburgh. Okay. So two seasons ago, that's what he did. He caught 97 balls on 128 targets. And I think that's that could all but happen. Only, but only that would be a magnificent yards. season. And I just don't but think he, he's going to put up those numbers. I think the difference but the difference between them is that we were dealing with a, a quarterback that could not throw the down the, the ball downfield. His first three seasons in the league, he averaged more than uh, about 13 plus yards per reception, under nine the last two years. Now we've got Mahomes. Somebody's running downfield. I think Juju can do it again. So uh, I, this one's that's going to be I, Sky Moore and MVS <laughs> going downfield. Okay. He's catching underneath stuff. He's he's getting open because Kelsey's you saw MVS. Dan, you saw MVS. He's going to drop half of those. He only excels as a downfield guy. They're not going to run him on a single crossing route because those he will drop for sure. And he'll drop some deep ones too. But but even if he d- doesn't get that just, then Sky Moore becomes that downfield threat. I, really, Juju's Man. fourth or fifth on that on that depth chart when it comes to being a down, downfield guy. Gosh. Okay. Uh, I had him as trash guy. as well. I, <laughs> I don't think there's a chance he's even – not a chance he gains even one spot in ADP over Ooh. the next year. We might have to talk about some kind of bet or something off, off air because. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm down. Uh, this is a fun conversation because it rolls right into the wide receiver 39 in July ADP. His teammate, rookie Sky Moore, 21 years old, almost 22. Didn't, of course, have a July ADP last year. Um, but, but this is a lot of fun here, Ryan, you go first. Once again, you said trash for Juju is Sky more cash. I think he probably is. Uh, this is, <laughs> wow. this is a guy dynasty managers are already excited about. So when I'm thinking about projecting future ADP, I'm, uh, I'm thinking of as much about the community, uh, reaction to players as I am to, uh, about what their performance will be on the field. And Sky Moore has that hype right now. I will say we talked about Devontae Smith earlier. He certainly had a, a lot of hype last year, and we we said he dropped ten spots. So that that worries me a little bit with a guy like Sky Moore. But uh, I'll, I'll stick with cash label for Sky. Matt, yeah, I'm I'm a uh, I'm going trash. Uh, I don't see him f- playing anything except for the, the pure slot role, really, in, in in the NFL. I know he can play outside, but it was against much less much lesser competition. Only five ten already has a hip injury from camp that came out today. Um, so I, I just look at Devonte Smith who had 964 yards and, and five touchdowns. I think if, if, if Sky Moore gets there, I think that's, that's optimistic. Uh, and if Devonte Smith is going to fall 10 spots, I mean, I feel like Sky Moore could do 
a similar thing. I know it's a different quarterback. It's a different situation, different offense, all that kind of stuff. But um, I'm going to say trash for Sky Moore. I just don't – I'm not seeing it. Sky Moore is signed with the with the Chiefs next year. Juju Smith-Schuster okay. <laughs> is not signed. For now. With the Chiefs. For Sky now. Moore is going to gain more than six spots in the next year. And the reason that I'm very confident of it is the wide receiver 43 who we're going to get to here in a few minutes. Let's move on to wide receiver 40. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, San Francisco wide receiver, is just 24 years old. Doghouse last year. Uh, wide receiver 19. So dropped 21 spots over the last year. Um, had such a great finish two seasons ago. Then dynasty managers all bought in and a horrible start in the doghouse, as I said. Last year, before a seven-week stretch a year ago, where he was a top six fantasy wide receiver late in the season, never finished worse than wide receiver 19 between week seven and week 15 for the 49ers. Just dynamic all over the field. There is a little bit of hype in the preseason already this year, guys. I think he's going to be closer to the wide receiver 19 than he that he was last year than he is the wide receiver 40 that he is right now. He is cash for me. I love that duo in San Francisco, and I think Ayuk's way undervalued right now. So I'll call him cash as well, Matt. What do you got for him? I called him a stash. I I, I think he's better this next season or this this coming season than he was last season, especially early on. He had that reports that he and Trey Lance are buddies, both on and off the field. So I'm sure that helps. But this is going to be a much lower pa- uh, passing volume offense, and I think that both Kittle and Debo are going to get going to eat before Brandon Ayuk does. So we're going to have to say that Trey Lance is going to support three fantasy uh, options this year, uh, and I just don't see that happening. So I, I called him a stash just because I think he's going to stay about the same. Um, yeah. Yeah, I called him a stash as well, and Ayuk has been one of the toughest players for me to to really evaluate in, when it comes to dynasty because of what we've talked about here. He's he's had super high highs, very low lows, basically has been benched for uh, games at a time, it, it feels like. And, Dan, you said that we've already had some some – good reports out of camp. We had some bad reports out of camp. He's getting in fights at camp, which maybe that's a good thing or bad. I'm not even sure, but um, he, he's just been a tough one for me to, to really value because of that. I'm calling him a stash. I think he stays in this value range. The guy that's real tough for me to value right now is Christian Watson. And that's because he can't get on the field. Uh, already had a surgery in his NFL career. So much upside dripping with upside Christian Watson, the, the Packers rookie wide receiver comes in at wide receiver 41 in our most recent ADP, just 23 years old. He's a rookie. These guys usually gain value, but as Matt said before, Devontae Smith lost 10 spots. I called him a stash. Ryan, what do, what do you think? Nah, I think you weren't being honest. I think he's trash. You said, <laughs> you said he was just 23. The real answer is that he's already just 23. 23. <laughs> <laughs> he's already 23. He's already had a surgery. He came into the league with quest- with many questions, including uh, those about his uh, injury history. Um, it, it doesn't feel good right now. Um, you know, you've got Alan Lazard there, who already obviously has a, a good relationship with Aaron Rodgers. I just see, I, I, I don't see much of a way for Christian Watson to become the wide receiver one 
on the Packers roster, on the Packers team this season. And if we're sitting here a year from now and he's 24 and a half years old and he's a wide receiver too, he's trash. I I see no way he's gaining value. You and I got to, got to talk some trade after the show, buddy. I'm 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 going to go. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Ryan on this one too. I, I, as much as, as much as I, I like him, his, his physical gifts, all that kind of stuff. He's not getting the time with Rogers. Rogers, already it feel i don't know i'm totally projecting right now as a as a, a packer fan but it feels like rogers is not on board with christian watson um so and if that's the case then we're gonna see a season maybe better hopefully better than amari rogers but you know probably closer to amari rogers than to wide receiver one for the packers in year one. Oh boy we're jumping ship early how about chase claypool wide receiver 42 he's uh he's young four, 24 and he's been in the league for a couple years so that's good right uh, he was a wide receiver 21 though, a year ago, lost 21 spots over the last 12 years. And for good reason, it was a disappointing season for, uh, Chase Claypool, Matt. Yeah, this one's tough because I think he is better than this wider, this wide receiver 42 ADP, but between not really meshing with Roethlisberger's skill set didn't really, that didn't really match. Now he's got this injury already. We're hearing such positive reports about George Pickens. Uh, I mean, I think I think it's possible that it's Claypool and 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 Pickens as the two lead wide receivers next year if Devontae, uh, if Deont- excuse me, Deontay Johnson moves on. Um, but I think that's the only scenario in which Chase Claypool increases his value uh, from this season to next season is if Deontay moves on. So I'm going to say stash because I think he's better than this ADP, but I don't think the situation is super great for him. If Chase Claypool didn't have that four touchdown game in his yeah. rookie season, where what where would his ADP be right now? I don't well, think it would be wide receiver forty two. He didn't he have a huge game last year? I think it was a three touchdown game, right? Against the Eagles is the one I'm thinking of. He had a four but, touchdown game for sure. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, didn't he have the one really big year game last year again, and that got people fired up? Or it was early again in the first gonna, month of the year. I'm gonna pull it up. Uh, so you know he he gives us these these glimpses of of the guy who can elevate and go get the ball and and make those big plays down the field, and and that gets us all excited and we, and we buy in once again. But it cost him 21 spots that that wide receiver 39 season that he had a year ago. That that's that doesn't feel good, Ryan. No, no, I think he, I think he was being overvalued then. He certainly was by me. I mean, I moved him way up my dynasty rankings. I was super high on him coming off his rookie season, and at this point, I'm just willing to say <laughs> I, I was wrong again. on that. <laughs> I, I was wrong on that. I, I do still like the player. I like the talent. I don't think he's a top 30 or or really even a top 40 dynasty wide receiver. Uh, I talked to my buddy, Matt Williamson, who's at Steelers training camp earlier today. He said he'd already rather have George Pickens over Claypool in dynasty and that it essentially wasn't even all that close that Pickens is going to be a star. Uh, I put Claypool in the trash category. Mm. Yeah, I, I, Man, only only two point. touchdowns last season and all of last season, Dan. Only one game over 100 yards, but he did have three others in the 90s. So, yeah, no wasn't that, wasn't there that 100 yard game? Didn't didn't he have like nine catches or something in that Five one? Five catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown on six targets. 
Oh, I thought there was a really big. There was a nine, nine for ninety-six on fifteen targets, but no touchdowns. Yeah, maybe that's the one I'm thinking. Against Cincinnati, I think. Yep. Uh, okay, Kadarius Tony, wide receiver forty-three. He's the guy I referenced before with Sky Moore. He's wide receiver forty-three right now, and had no hype from the dynasty community a year ago. Had one good game, as you said, right, Matt? Last year, he gained fourteen spots. From wide receiver 57 a year ago. Yeah, but he was wide receiver 57. Well, okay. All right. He goes from 57 to 43 in a year and off of one big game. I, you know, I'm a believer. I think if he stays healthy, there's no way. There is no chance if he stays healthy that he's not cash. That's a big if though. I I called him cash because I really want to see him play for a long stretch this year and see the opportunities he gets. And as long as they create those opportunities, and again, he stays on the field, he is cash. I love Kadarius Tony as my wide receiver five on a team right now. Kadarius Tony can't stay healthy. He's got a new coaching staff that didn't draft him, but they did draft a player who is somewhat similar to him. <laughs> and better. And, and maybe better. All right, uh, what is he, Ryan? He's trash. What you... Matt, what is he? Absolute garbage. Oh, I will I will yeah, agree I'm with win you. This one. Dan, if he if he stays healthy, I think he has a chance to be cash, but I don't think he stays healthy. Yeah. So another guy that hasn't been able to stay healthy is Michael Thomas, whose ADP is 44 among wide receivers. Wide receiver 11 a year ago, guys. Down 33 spots. Hasn't really played in a couple of years here. Matt, can he gain value? It's tough because he's going to be 30 and we know what happens to 30 year old wide receivers, but the positive reports have been really good. You know, I could see him, you know, not obviously not back to the record breaking kind of receptions, especially with now we have other weapons there like Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry. Um, But I'm going to, I'm going to say stash. I don't, I think he's going to have a good season um, and remain in this kind of wide receiver for kind of, kind of range. Right. I I think it's age related, but I'm going to call him trash. Oh, I, I called him trash too. And all because of the age. And, and again, That's like fair. you guys said with Tony, I can't, I just can't see him getting through the season because it's been just so much negative news for so long now. Speaking of wide receivers in their thirties, Adam Thielen is almost 32. The Vikings veteran was wide receiver 37 last year. So lost just eight spots after a productive season, at least when he was on the field, finished as wide receiver 29 despite playing just 13 games and and really only playing about 10 or 11 because there were a couple of them where he tried to gut it out and just couldn't stay on the field he is productive when he's on the field guys but I think you'll agree there's no chance that a soon-to-be 33 year old Adam Thielen slot receiver for the Vikings gains any value or loses any any less than six spots next year he's trash trash definitely trash might lose 25 spots Right. Jahan Dotson, rookie wide receiver for Washington. They're called the Commanders, Matt, not the football team, as you put in our doc here. <laughs> I refuse uh, to say wide commanders. receiver 46, 22-year-old rookie. What do we think? Can he get seven spots, Matt? I think he is absolute cash, and I think we have done him a disservice in the dynasty community by putting him in, you know, the, the early second round in some cases in, in super flex leagues. He's the, we talked about drum beats a little bit earlier. 
John Dotson has the drum beat behind it. It seems like he's the one meshing with Carson Wentz. I still think Terry McLaurin is probably the better overall player. But, I mean, I wouldn't be super surprised if Dotson outproduced him this season. Mm-hmm. We have Curtis Samuel out again. He's, he's hurt again. I, I was kind of uh, I was kind of like picking up Curtis Samuel every uh, not everywhere, but, you know, in, in certain places, a little bit optimistic about him, but he's hurt again. So I think Dotson is cash. Yeah, I agree with a lot of that, uh, but I didn't go quite that far. I do have Dotson in the stash category and mainly because I think we've undervalued and underrated him uh, so yep. far early in his career. Yeah, I called him cash because I think we've underrated him a little bit. I, I do I am a little concerned that McLaurin's just gonna take so many targets there. I, I, I think McLaur- McLaurin's a little undervalued as well. And I know yeah. what you said there, Matt, that it seems like Dotson's the one that's hooking up with Wentz right now. When when the when the lights are shining bright though, it's gonna be a lot of Terry McLaurin and Dotson's gonna have it. He's gonna be one of them rookies that takes a back seat for the first half of the season, despite a good preseason and good good vibes. Um, but in the second half of the year, I could see him making a move. It, it's going to be close. He could be a top 40 wide receiver a year from now. The last guy we want to talk about, wide receiver 47, big money free agent Christian Kirk, Jacksonville Jaguars, 25 and a half years old. He was wide receiver 72 a year ago, gained 25 spots over the last 12 months, Matt. What are your thoughts on Kirk? This one's a little bit scary, too, because he's already – already gained so much from last season, but I think he was obviously a much better player than that wide receiver 72 that we had him at this point last season. Um, and now he's, you know, not, not a traditional wide receiver one, but he is the wide receiver one for Jacksonville. And I think Trevor, Trevor Lawrence is going to vastly improve under Doug Peterson. We've seen what he's done with quarterbacks throughout his coaching career. And this is the top target on the team. Uh, so I think he's going to go up even more. I think we're going to talking about him in the wide receiver three range uh, next season. I agree. He was a difficult one to evaluate uh, really for exactly the reasons you said, we've already seen the jump. Uh, if he does perform well, I do think it could be accounting at twice situation where uh, we move him up because we think he's the wide receiver one. And then when he shows it, we do it again. Uh, that said, I put him in the stash category. Yeah, I did as well. What what's it going to take, Ryan, for Christian Kirk to to really be a cash player? He's he's got to prove himself as that that lethal number one receiver with with that young quarterback, right? And consistency. I mean that that's been Kirk's problem is he's flashed that upside, but he hasn't done it. Uh, I mean, even on a month long basis, let alone a uh, full season. You down with ADP? Yeah, you know me. I am down with ADP, and I know all our listeners are as well. Tim Patrick, guys, suffered a a brutal season-ending ACL injury on Tuesday. Of course, that brings up so many memories of players that get hurt in training camp or early in the preseason, and we lose them for an entire season, unfortunately. Uh, he's not going to be the only player that's lost injury throughout this preseason process. I'm sure there will be bigger names. Um, last season, guys, there were a handful of players that were lost to season-ending injuries. So we thought we'd revisit them and, and how that kind of shifted their dynasty value over that 12-month period. 
So let's get right into it. We only have a few minutes. Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, and Travis Etienne, the running back group guys, they were all they were all highly valued, especially Cam Akers, running back seven, number eight overall. So a first round startup pick, Ryan, a year ago at 22 years old. Now running back 14. He slid a lot lower than that, of course. There were people trading him for for second-round rookie picks and maybe even a pair of third-round rookie picks there for a while after that ruptured Achilles, which was so scary. Um, When you look at this group of running backs, including Dobbins, who has actually gained value now since his injury, he was running back 17 last year, running back 15 now, and ETN, who gained value as well, running back 18 a year ago, uh, 34 overall, now running back 13, 28 overall. What's your general feel for how players gain and lose value because of early season or even preseason injuries? Yeah, I think I think this information really displays it well because in most cases, uh, when we're talking about the players that are highly valued like these three running backs uh, were a year ago and, and they still are, the value bounces back. So I, I think the lesson here is is that we should be buying these players once they suffer those serious injuries. Um, I, I will say Tim Patrick's a, a different situation. We're talking about a, a highly valued young running back versus a you know a, a middling. Maybe we could even say low end veteran wide receiver. I'm not going out and buying Tim Patrick, uh, but to see Dobbins and Etn with higher value now than they had a year ago. That's certainly encouraging. And unfortunately, as you said, Dan, those injuries are going to continue. Tim Patrick won't be the only one. Uh, So it'll just be a a good reminder to continue to target those players and, and, you know, buy the dip as, as they infamously say. The, The thing for me that this information really brought to light was that the three biggest names we found that were hurt last year in the preseason were these running backs. And I I know we all knew that already, and we talked about it last year when it was happening, but that's such a brutal position. These guys take such huge hits, especially low body hits, and these types of Achilles and ACL and Liz Frank's injuries, they happen to running backs more than they do the wide receivers. So, you know, maybe there's a lesson in that. Not only that young running backs are going to gain their value back, or maybe just elite running backs or wider any player uh these players will gain the value back but just that that we should expect one two maybe even three like last year big time names at the running back position to go down matt another name that we all thought about is a guy that we have talked about on this show already michael thomas we mentioned earlier wide receiver 11 a year ago uh 32 overall now wide receiver 44 86 overall 29 years old. Maybe this is a little closer to the Tim Patrick uh, example. I know Patrick is no nothing close to what Michael Thomas has been in the past. But value-wise, Thomas is farther down the board. And he's lost a lot. And it's going to take a big season for him to, to really gain any of that value back, as we mentioned earlier. Tim Patrick's probably not coming back from to, to the value that he had. In fact, I thought he was overvalued before, before the injury even happened. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a bit, bit of a different situation. I think he was so high at wide receiver 11 last season because we just, we had just had a year without Michael Thomas and then it 
happened to us again right before the 2021 season. So I, I think that that kind of cascading kind of effect really kind of is, is what pushed him down so far this year. So it's a little bit different of a situation, but nonetheless still, you know, disappointing that we haven't seen him. And I, like I said before, I think we're going to see a fine season from Thomas as long as he's healthy and all reports are that he was. So, um, you know, the, the difference between these, this player and the three running backs, uh, you know, other than the position obviously is, is, and the, and the injury situation two years versus one year is, is of course the age. So, you know, maybe if Michael Thomas was 26 now, instead of 28 and going to be 29, uh, or excuse me, 29 now, and going to be 30 next season, it might be different. Um, but in general, I think the same thing probably holds true with wide receivers as, uh, those young running backs that we, that you guys talked about. Very quickly, another name that jumped into my head, not not an early season injury, but OBJ, pre-Super Bowl, or pre-trade even to, to LA. He was all the way down at 118 overall in November last year. And by the time the Super Bowl had, was about to kick off in January, he was back up to 89. So a significant jump, 30 spots, and he was gaining that value back. And as soon as that injury happened, all the way down to 172. Overall, in our ADP, he's hovering right around that at 168 still now. Of course, being unsigned, you know, that that plays a factor as well. These guys, he's a 29-year-old wide receiver as well. It's harder for those aging guys to gain any value back, whereas the young guys, Akers, Dobbins, ETN, they're going to gain it back. So it's just some food for thought, something to think about as we see more injuries trickle in throughout this preseason. It's been a it's been a fun show, guys. Uh, we appreciate everybody for listening. For Matt and Ryan, I am Dan. Thanks for listening to this episode of the DLF Dynasty Podcast. We'll catch you again next week. Thank you for listening to the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Please remember to rate and review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.